0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: It is artificial intelligence. Every single day we find out some factor. You know, you think, oh, well, there's some poor people are going to lose their job. And then you go, well, it could be me. It could be they're going to, they could do radio shows. They could do all those things. So it is a situation that now is gone beyond that A nuclear bomb. That's what uh, Mr. Hinton, who is uh, seen as the godfather of the artificial intelligence world, stepping aside from Google and then giving all those interviews saying he had to do it, and he wants to talk about how troubled it is, and if we're going to do something about it right now, then then it is a situation that is going to be really, really tough because we're heading into a wild, weird world. And what does he mean that if we don't do anything and what can we do about it? Clearly, we have to start paying attention to this. Can we put the genie back in the bottle? All that stuff. But... It it has created a feeling of ease uh, that, you know, that I think it has kind of hit people now. It seemed that there was two camps, those who said, you know, we can't control things, but there is another camp that says we can't afford not to take this seriously. Charles Luke Stark, Assistant Professor in the Faculty of Information and Media Studies at the University of Western is uh, here to help us. Uh, Charles, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us.
0: You're very welcome. How
1: are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm happy Great. you're here. I'm happy you're here, Charles. What do you make of the twist as I was uh, waiting uh, to welcome you on the show here is talking about the terrible feeling here. You have the so-called godfather of artificial intelligence saying, no, it's not just naysayers. It's real. We've got to be very careful here. Things are could explode in a very negative way. How are you taking these warnings?
0: Yeah, I I agree with um, Dr. Hinton about some of the the you know the general concerns about these AI systems. Although I think he and I disagree on the specifics of what to be worried about. Um, I think that in my view, it's very unlikely that AI is going to become super intelligent or kind of take over the world in the the medium, mm-hmm. probably even the long term. But I'm I'm more concerned about the ways these technologies can be used by. You know, businesses, governments, unscrupulous actors—you name it—to make the lives of everyday people more challenging and, and make them more complicated and worse. So, I, I, that's my concern. And I, I um, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, Dr. Hinton and other computer scientists are pointing out general concerns with these technologies. Mm-hmm. But I would mm-hmm. like us to focus on those kind of uh, those, those harms that are happening here and now.
1: So the here and now, and then it could get worse, and you're right, let's uh, deal with one foe. What's the biggest way that you think that this could impact people? Because we all have a feeling we're about to be bombarded with something we we didn't really think was possible. It's so fast and seemingly out of the blue, we usually have a lot more run-up time to worry about things.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that a lot of your listeners will maybe realize if they think a little bit about it is that these systems are are having impacts right here and right now in their everyday lives. And I'm again, I'm not talking here about super intelligent AI or, you know, kind of science fiction scenarios. I'm talking about these systems which are sophisticated pattern matching and generating systems that are going to be used to do all sorts of things like, you know, um, you know, tempt your kids to cheat on their English homework. Um, or potentially, if you're, you know, in the United States or other parts and parts of Canada, um, be used to judge you for a bank loan, or for housing, or for, um, you know, maybe even welfare benefits if, if if you're applying for those. So, in other words, right? We're, we're not talking here about androids. We're talking about these kind of these kind of often faceless mm-hmm. um, statistical technologies that often when they get used. Don't give people a lot of a lot of ways to push back or to to question them. So I, I you know I, I think I think that that that's something your some of your listeners are already familiar, familiar about. You know we don't have to worry about killer robots. That's already happening.
1: They're already there, and we thought they were kind of cute, and we thought they were kind of funny. Uh, Charles, let me ask you very quickly. There's just so much happening in the media here. You know, are we? <laughs> Is there any way, I mean, on the upside, that we can intervene here? Are we just discussing what's about to happen with no tools?
0: I think we can intervene in lots of ways. You know, I think we need to be pretty conscious as a society of um, where we want these technologies to be used and where we don't. You know, I think that the, the biggest thing that your listeners can do is call up their elected representatives and ask them what they're, what they're thinking and doing about these technologies. You know, they, they need to be experts in this at this point. Um, you know, we have lots of technologies in, the, in Canada and around the world that we regulate. And we, you know, we oversee, and you know, it's 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 not so out of out of science fiction that we can't do that with these AI tools too.
1: Charles what do you make of the, what happened at CNN the switching we've got there you have like Anderson Cooper going I know you're angry and you have every right to be angry but was it a positive thing or the negative the negative vibe that certainly seemed to flow through to us
0: yeah, I, I think it was a negative thing. Um, look, everybody at this point knows who Donald Trump is. He doesn't need any more attention or or, or uh, coverage, right? Um, so I, I think that when you put him on TV and you, as I think CNN did, uh, tell the audience that they can cheer, but they can't boo, you know, you're, you're really putting your uh-huh. thumbs on the scales of a particular kind of politics. And I I think that's, uh, you know, given given his actions, uh, especially around the, the January 6th uh, event, I think that's a real problem.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, the criticism you know, it was kind of that CNN was after ratings. They didn't get great ratings. It's interesting that Joe Biden's town hall was like over twice as much. What do you make of it, Charles? They thought it was a little bit of a secret sauce. They're talking about balance. But they didn't they didn't seem to get the bump they were after.
0: No, I, I think there's this uh, there's this belief in, in uh, certain exec suites in American media that in order to make any money, you've got to imitate Fox News. Right. Yeah. Um, and and so you've got to you've got to chase that audience no matter no matter what. And I think the the, uh, the new management of CNN, which has come in in the last couple of years or so, definitely seems to have taken that to heart. I think that's frankly bad business as well as bad politics. Uh, you know, um, if if only because Fox News pretty much has that audience sewn up. They don't. They, people who watch Fox News don't care about CNN and they don't trust CNN. So I think that uh, I'm not, not surprised the ratings were bad.
1: It is. And, and also, though, uh, was so interesting. CNN has been one thing. And as you say, there's they did another thing. Have they have they have they made a big error here? I mean, I, I think
0: I think they have, and I and I think the defensiveness that uh, you know is coming off oh, a lot yeah. of these CNN folks on the air is really contrasted with what you know people were leaking off the air, you know, anonymously to other media sources, talking about how upset they were. I think there is a lot of dissension at the network, and I um, you know I, I hope that they I hope that they can take a more um, uh, you know a, a more uh, a more uh, thoughtful journalistic tone about this going forward. I think. I think you know, tossing a tossing a you know a, a, one, a journalist in with Donald Trump and and having her kind of half-heartedly fact check him isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to be so interesting, and we've got some a, a feeling of tumultuousness in the media. Yeah, you're and telling me. We've got okay. yeah, you yeah, know, big great, great to have you, and we got Tucker Carlson. The announcement on Twitter is he going to do a show? Tucker against Fox. I was reading an article this morning saying I'll give the Murdochs a little bit of a nod and the strength there. Charles, what are we watching there?
0: you know i think i think we're watching two things you know wh- one thing are, is this this kind of turmoil within this far right wing media ecosystem right um but you know and and that's hmm. that's interesting and that's fine but uh, but on the other hand you know in a lot of ways these networks you know they're competing at one level but on another level they're really connected to and and uh, setting the agenda for the american right you know uh, and an increasingly far right american right so i I, I wouldn't put too much stock in that in that kind of that kind of low level churn, um, because I think that uh, at, at a higher level, there's still a lot of a lot of you know, coordination and, and, you know, just getting on the same message. You know, that the American mm-hmm. right is extremely good at at centralizing its message at bringing conspiracy theories and other kinds of kinds of, uh, you know, totally baseless stuff out of the, the sort of the sort of Internet swamp and, and, and platforming it to millions of people so there is a lot of turmoil i think um i think that it's only going to get worse as we come into a, a presidential election year next year
1: It is. How much of a focus is the media going to be for driving this? Because you're the perfect guest. You've got online, you've got chat rooms for finding out what happened. We had a leak from a guy who was leaking it on the chat room. And we just began this by talking about artificial intelligence and whether or not it's a bomb that's about to explode. Look at it, how all the things that we lauded and freedom and the Wild Wild West and information it's just driving politics. It's driving discussions, Charles. It's all powerful. You must be happy or nervous that you went into this aspect of it.
0: It's, it's, I, I tell you, there's never a dull moment. It's absolutely exhausting. I <laughs> um, bet it's yeah, just going it's, crazy. And, and, and one big, one big concern I think a lot of us have is the way that AI technologies are going to be used in the uh, in American politics and politics more generally, right? So. You know, you've got um, you've got all sorts of of generated images, images created by AI systems Mm -hmm. that can pretty basically produce any image you want. Not not photorealistic exactly, but, you know, images that can be can be compelling. Mm -hmm. And you've got these chatbots that uh, um, are, you know, can produce text that feels like it's being written by another person, even though it's not. Uh, those are both really powerful, you know, powerful persuasive tools. And when you couple that up with various kinds of actors who want to spread misinformation or disinformation, right, who want to get messages out, who mm-hmm. want to undercut, um, undercut both political partisans, but maybe also want to undercut, you know, democratic, uh, democratic discussion and democratic policies themselves. Uh, Yeah, I I think I think uh, I think people are concerned. This has been a longstanding issue every election, Mm -hmm. um, both in Canada and the United States and around the world. We've seen more and more concerns around around the way these technologies get used. You know, of course, kind of the 2016 election with Donald Trump and and the way that Facebook and other social media platforms were um, were used to kind of target uh, ads. That was that was a kind of a big deal. Then, well, we've really gone well, you know, well past that, that's still happening, but we've got all these other tools as well.
1: We have. So, you know, we start with AI and then we talk about what was happening politically in the media online. And here we, it's all coming together here. Every single aspect you and I've talked to is, is coming together into a big stew. And as you say, like, let's look, okay. Town hall, maybe in the future, the former president, I know he, he, Donald Trump was referencing, you can see the videos, but you know, those videos have been debunked. Some of them have been shown in courts of law six to three times. There's not a court of law where any of that about having a fake election has got any substance. We know there's an investigation. But as you say, are, are we going to start manufacturing or seeing stuff that that points to the kind of conspiracy theories in a bigger way is just terrifying. Yeah, that, it's a
0: big worry, you know. I, I think you know there are lots of ways technically that you can identify when a when a video is generated or is mm-hmm. fake. You know, we there. It's not that you can't tell. It's getting that message that it's fake out to a broad audience, mm-hmm. right? Because once you know, once you see you know even just a, you know a fact online that, that's wrong, you know, if somebody you trust has shared it, you're more likely to remember it and to potentially, potentially kind of internalize it as true. So that's one of the things about this. You know, you don't need to have a lot of very fancy generated content. Um, that's why misinformation is already so successful, because, because it really, a lot, a lot of it has to do with our social lives, you know, with with trusting people mm-hmm. and with seeing information from those people and and connecting the dots. Um, so, and really in some ways, this is a social problem. You know, we've all got to do a better job at, at making sure we're... Uh,
1: You know that we're passing along information that we're confident in. Yeah, so it doesn't just go to yeah. The AI thinks somebody's got to fix it. We've got to be part of it.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.